We're brawling this team. And the guy yells over the glass. Go back to the NHL, Preston, you loser. Can't even say it with a straight face. It was a good beak when we'd roll into a bigger center. And they'd say, go back to Winyard. Uh, go back to the NFL where I was making more money and doing better. I'd like to. Thank you very yeah. much. Where I was flying on the charter with the uh, double wide leather suits and the filet mignon. Yeah. Working on it. This is the Rod Peterson Show. It absolutely is. Look at that. Hello, Canada and Canadian sports fans around the world. Welcome to the RP Show. We're coming in hot on a Monday, episode number 882 of your favorite daytime sports and entertainment talk show. We're live from Baller's Rec Room, the heart of the Dudney Strip. And uh, it's day one for us of Grey Cup 109 week. Darren Moose DuPont is with me. And you're, you guys, you're not throwing a curve at me, but that's the third camera they got going here, Moose. It's yes, you, you're pulling out all the stops, all the tricks. <laughs> it's a big week. We got the toys. We might as well use them, right? Uh, exactly. Yeah, we are in the Queen City. We are in the sweatpants capital for the Canadian Football Championship, and we're going to be here all week long with our good friends from Ballers Rec Room, welcoming down all kinds of sports celebrities from the Canadian Football League, Major League Baseball, probably the National Hockey League, because. We also produce the 10th most NHLers. You know that, right? Of any city on the planet. So it's going to be, it's going to be big fun. And coming up today, we're going to be joined by three downnation.com insider, Justin Dunk. He's Canada's Adam Schefter. Okay. He's going to be with us. Uh, The esteemed award-winning columnist, Robert Vanstone, the award-winning Rob Vanstone now of the Bob Ridley. Well, he's not Bob's still with us. The Bob Ridley award. For, yeah. for media excellence from the Western Hockey League. RV is going to be with us. And Kelly Rempel, where do you start with the Silver Fox, the former manager of Brett the Hitman Hart, um, CTV fame, right? Uh, Regina Pats, Moose Jaw Warriors. The man can do it all. So this is we're just settling in today. This isn't really the dress rehearsal because we are live on Game Plus Television and WQEE Radio in Metro Atlanta, but... Uh, it's the first of, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. What are you looking forward to this week? I'm looking forward to seeing everybody. I think, you know, you look at the guest list we have coming down this week. You look at the event that Ballers is putting on on Friday that they've invited us to. And all the people we've talked to that are putting that on their calendars. Like, the list is insane. I mean, every player, coach, VIP, broadcasters. So I think, you know, we talk to them, you know, whether it's the TSN guys and girls and whether it's the players, they all come on the show and it's so great, but I'm looking forward to seeing them all in person this week. Well, this is going to be huge for um, our viewers in America too. Listen, in one week, we'll be broadcasting back from South Florida for ages. This week's going to be all about the Canadian Football League. This show's all about entertainment and I guarantee you, you are going to be entertained. And by the end of the week, if you don't know who these personalities are, because they're all our friends and Canadian icons, then you'll never be a fan. But I know that you will be. But this is what we call the warm-up. Can you hit the quick six show horn, Director Jordan, and we'll get into uh, a lot of things that we have here in this opening segment that aren't just about the Canadian Football League Championship, which will be played next Sunday just down the road here at Mosaic Stadium. But we got the Hockey Hall of Fame tonight, the induction. We have the NFL Sunday, NHL Sunday, Raptors and Pistons going at it tonight. The Atlanta Hawks, here come the Hawks. They're at the Milwaukee Bucks tonight. That's a marquee showdown, Yeah, right? And uh, and then tonight's NHL slate and Monday night football. Can the Eagles stay unbeaten? So we have a lot to get to, but point one of the quick six show topics is Great Cup 109. Winnipeg is going back to the Great Cup championship game for a third consecutive year. The two-time defending champions defeated the visiting BC Lions 
in the West Final 28-20 Sunday. Bombers led 19-8 at halftime and limited the Lions' chances in the second half. We'll get to the East Final in a moment, but the game did not have a lot of intrigue. I don't know where you stand on WestJet, as I like to call him, Nathan Rourke. He was was grounded. You know, the, 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 the flight's over for WestJet, and I almost wonder if the NFL talks cooled down after a subpar showing in the West Final. They might have needed a little extra time to de-ice the plane, you know, before you yeah. take off in that cold weather. But, you, you know, he was he was hot and cold, and admittedly, he wasn't very good early in that football game, especially in the first half. He got it going a little bit in the second half and late, and then we know about the final drive and, and the tough stuff with the clock management. I don't know that that's all on him. I think a lot of that is the Winnipeg fans being as noisy as they were. And I think of that, a lot of that goes into prep, too. Not having calls at the line where they need to huddle up. There needs to be hand signals in that final minute, mm-hmm. and you just go. Um, but he learned a lot, I'm sure, from his first playoff experience in professional football. You know, uh, in, in the East Final, or the West Final, I mean. And uh, you're right, the plane was grounded. So I got one for you. For the BC Lions, he had a great year, 12-6. and six, that They're only going up. There's no doubt about that. But can I say this, this about Winnipeg Blue Bombers fans? I'm, I back them. I back Bomber fans. We've said many times when I left the Riders launched this show, they were the first city to get on board and fan base other than Rider fans. They're rubbing it in people's faces uh, quite a bit. And uh, so I'm wondering at what point do we say, okay, your 29, 30 year drought was over and I'm okay with you celebrating it. They got to stop rubbing it in people's faces. I know when they say act like you've been there before they have, been to the Grey Cup before, you know, so when do they stop? And yeah, we when, allow stop allowing them to do this. When does 29 years of, you know, that spike? Yeah. When have you exhausted that, right? I think you've won it twice in a row. I think now you need to, you know, you've been there before. So act like you've been there. Don't rub it in people's face. That's yeah. all I'm saying. And I'm never a fan of, of rubbing it in people's face, right? You've that, got a name for it. Yeah, after you, after you win. and You call it a post-game trash talk. Yeah, the post-game trash talk. I'm not a fan of post-game trash talk. I think the game's over. That's the time to be respectful. Be happy. Celebrate. Go crazy. But don't rub it in people's face. Uh, poll question today, by the way, for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center. Capital has dealerships all across the Canadian prairies and... Uh, the state of California, who will win the 109th Grey Cup? And this last I saw, 69% of the viewers are saying the Winnipeg Blue Bombers will win it. And <laughs> Kevin in Airdrie says, uh, what's up, Clark? What is it? Oh, sorry. Um, from Kevin the Medium in Airdrie, he says, the Bomber fans are the new Ryder fans. He's saying, you've become annoying. <laughs> so, so it's not just me that's noticed it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what else do we have here? Uh, from our viewers, we welcome him. And maybe I should just keep going and because it's not viewer takeover yet. The Toronto Argonauts are booking their tickets, by the way, to the Queen City for the Grey Cup. McLeod, Bethel Thompson, Macbeth, threw a pair of touchdown passes in Toronto's 34-27 win over the Montreal Alouettes. Uh, BMO Field in Toronto looked great. It wasn't full, but it was close. The lower... Uh, Section was full. The game wasn't outstanding. Um, did we lose Darren? I don't have Darren on my no, other half. I'm here. You're there? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, it was not a close game. Neither game was particularly close, really. No, it wasn't. And, I mean, it got out of hand early. And I was listening to Mike Hogan's call on the radio. Voice of the Argos. Yeah. Sirius XM uh, driving back from the Hardy Cup in, in Saskatoon. 
But it was out of hand early before half, and, and Montreal kind of hung around going into the half, and then it got out of, you know, the spread became 10 again. They kind of hung around, but they never really threatened to knock off the Argos, and that's just a testament to how good Toronto is. They made enough plays, and, and at the end of the day, the Montreal defense couldn't come up with enough stops. Um, hey, we've got new viewers. Uh, Kevin, the medium son, Jake, is now part of the Rod Squad. How okay. about, you got to meet him. He's got blue hair. But that's not because of Winnipeg. He's not a Bomber fan. Uh, he has written in and says, way to be classy, Winnipeg. <laughs> Craig in Calgary says, in any sport, it's great to be a fan. Just don't be an obnoxious fan. So I'm just saying the Bomber fans are right on the edge. That's all. So just yeah. I'm just saying, think about it. You know, if you want to continue down this road or not. Uh, but I'll tell you what, there, there's enough salt in the Ryder Nation to salt all these icy roads. Have you noticed how salty they are? <laughs> Winnipeg's coming in here and might win the third straight Grey Cup in this stadium. Going to be in their locker room. That's going to be Ooh. tough, right? To be in the Riders' locker room as, as the, the home team of the Grey Cup. You've had all this success. And, you know, you look at all the major, the major categories. Mm-hmm. Wins, Grey Cups. All the big games. Playoff games. Attendance. Merchandise. They're winning all those battles. I think the Riders still have them in merchandise sales. How do we know? But it's a lot closer. Do you know that? No, but I, I, I think, but it's a lot closer. And if they haven't, it's really close. So now all of a sudden, it's, they're pushing you around a little bit. So your backs get up against the wall. You had it easy for a long time. You were the, the marquee franchise, and there was no threat by anybody. They were the belt of the ball. For a while. And now you got some, uh, somebody banging in, uh, on the back door and uh, in your backyard now this week so it's it's gonna be fun i don't know i can hear do you hear that no you don't have headphones on i feel like i'm getting an echo back from the studio in the queen city but that's okay i don't know what the deal is uh by the way kinsman telemiracle 47 is back y'all we're excited to announce the 50 50 raffle is live for telemiracle 47 it starts with a guaranteed jackpot of one hundred thousand dollars. of course the winner takes half you can go to telemiracle5050.com right now to buy your tickets, they can be purchased by anyone over the age of 19 that is physically in the province of Saskatchewan at the time of purchase. The draw date is Friday, December the 16th. Our first two 50-50 raffles sold over $1 million in tickets to support the great work of the Kinsman Foundation in Saskatchewan. So don't delay. Get yours today. Here's one. Uh, we spent a lot of time on uh, the Great Cup 109. We're going to spend all week on it. But moving on to hockey, point two. Six new names will be officially enshrined into the Hockey Hall of Fame tonight. The class of 22 includes Ottawa Senators all-time leading scorer Daniel Alfredson, Vancouver Canucks greats Roberto Luongo, Daniel Sedin, and Henrik Sedin, Finnish women's player Rika Salinen, and the late Herb Carnegie in the builders category. They say that Herb it was the best black player to not play in the National Hockey League. Uh, so we'll be watching the induction tonight. It's going to be fantastic. I still think Tiger Williams has to go in. There was a petition to get Herb Carnegie in, and I'm here for it. This is very uh, an inclusive, diverse class. That's what they want now in the National Hockey League. But Tiger Williams, I guess the all-time penalty minute leader, if he's not in now, he's never going to get in. But yeah. I, that's a curveball at you, I know. Tiger, no. yes or no? What do you think? He's not getting in now. You can't. It's too late. It's too late. It's too late. And I think, you know, we need to recognize all the icons of the game. I think Tiger's still an icon of the game. It's 11-11, of by course. the way. Of course it is. You know, of course, he's an icon of the game, even if he's not in the Hall of Fame. You know, he's one of those, 
one of those players who you'll always remember will go down in history, but not necessarily in the Hall of Fame for whatever reason, and he's not going to now. It's just Well, the other late. night at the Lanny McDonald Roast, and I welcome all of the Alberta viewers on TELUS right now in Game Plus TV, I introduced one of those oil guys from Edmonton to Tiger. I'm yeah. like, hey, Tiger! Of course, he comes over, he's going to want to chew in. And <laughs> I'm like, this is Dwayne, and he owns blah, 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 company in Edmonton. And uh, Dwayne laughed. He's like, he didn't have a stick with him. And I'm like, pardon me? He goes, we didn't ride his stick down the aisle. And I'm like, that's what these characters are known for. Oh, yeah. But doesn't, doesn't matter as much anymore, obviously. Um, our NHL coverage is for Bronco Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling. Hiring now. Find out everything you need to know about Bronco at broncoplumbing.com and our Facebook and Instagram pages. And guys, tell Camco that we were talking about him at this point. In the warm-up, point three, NFL, Christian McCaffrey ran for the go-ahead touchdown with seven minutes and 54 seconds to play, and the San Francisco 49ers beat the L.A. Chargers 22-16 on Sunday Night Football, and the Minnesota Vikings beat the Buffalo Bills in overtime, and if not for an officiating gaffe, the game might have been gone, won in regulation. The NFL senior vice president of officiating acknowledged there was a breakdown in the instant replay process after a pivotal play late in Minnesota's 33-30 win. Uh, we all... We're watching it. I hope you're all watching it. Uh, interestingly enough, I'm at my brother's place, the farm yesterday, the Cowboy. He would rather have watched the NFL than the Jets and Kraken game. I'm blown away by that. I know. He was blown. And, and, but the end of that Vikings-Bills game was insane. That was, it was unbelievable. And it's a credit to, uh, uh, to the Vikings. They've become a team that's a Super Bowl contender. They really have. And with Justin Jefferson, he's maybe the best receiver in the National Football League. And the catch that he made between two Bills defenders, the ball was between two hands of the one defender when he brought that in. What a game. What a game. And you're starting to see holes in the Buffalo Bills. The interceptions. They had some leads in that football game, some bad decision-making. So they are not inhuman. And the NFL is wide open. And I think that's what makes it fun. Parody. I don't know how, I, I know how it came up. I brought it up, but viewer Don Smith writes in and he says, Tiger Williams in the Hall of Fame. How about Eddie Shaq? The most entertaining player in NHL history. It's not a Hall of Fame for being entertaining. He's the all-time penalty minute leader. That should get you into the Hall of Fame, I would think. Yeah. I mean, not, it's not a Hall of Fame for entertainers. Uh, Elam Wilson on YouTube says, that catch by Jefferson was unreal. Yeah, it was. That was that was the game of the day. Canada, USA, whatever, don't matter. Yeah. Um, I mentioned that I was at the farm. I was <laughs> laying in bed last night. My nieces, she's gone off to college, so I'm in the bed and I'm listening. I'm thinking, listen to that. Listen. You know what it is? Nothing. Quiet. It's the quietest thing in the world. I have ringing in my ears. Yeah. That's what I like about being in the city. It drowns out the ringing in my ears from a from a uh, sinus infection I had years ago. It's so bloody quiet out there. When's the last time you've slept at a farm? Oh, it has been a while since I've slept out on the farm. But even going back home to the small town of Winyard, it's quiet. Everything's quiet. You sit out on the deck, it's quiet. Yeah, it's great for a while. I just can't do it long term. Right. You know what I mean? So it's been a good respite. By the way, Ballers Rec Room and Twisted Tea is hosting the biggest party during Grey Cup week featuring players and the Grey Cup. Get your tickets today at eventbrite.com. Ballers proud to announce that Charleston Hughes will be at the party along with Greg Zahn. What other names, guys, should I tell them right now? I can. Who? You? I, I can tell you, you go Sean ahead. Lemon is coming. 
I can tell the you lemon the drop. CFL on TSN crew. All of them are coming. Kate Burness, Matt Dunnigan. Oh, yeah. Rod Smith, Glenn Suter. Milt the Stilt. Milt the Stilt. They're all coming. They've all told us they're and coming. And Bruce, Bruce Cahan, I heard. Oh, yeah. Of course. So it's going to be great. Um, Sean's coming. They're bringing a lot of friends. And I'll tell you this. We're hoping. They're hoping to entice uh, Nathan Rourke to come because he's up for an uh, uh most outstanding Canadian. Ooh, can so that would be cool. Can you so imagine? You, there are less than 150 tickets available left. So you got to jump on them quick because they'll be gone soon. Okay, Moose. I don't know if you're going to be back on again or not. So I might not. Thanks for all of the work here today. You're welcome. Um, Rob Vanstone. Finally, we can say the award-winning Rob Vanstone. Right, RV? Yeah. <laughs> one, he said. Uh, we'll be here with us next. We can talk about Blake Wheeler. Scoring at 19 minutes and 55 seconds of the third to tie the game. And Mark Shifley scoring in overtime for the Jets to win at Seattle. He's the biggest Jets fan I know in this town. We'll talk about that. Uh, obviously, Grey Cup and everything else. When RV joins us next, live from Baller's Rec Room, it's the RP Show on Game Plus TV and WQEE 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. New York Fries is a proud member of the Calgary community, and to give back, they're hosting free public skating opportunities at ice rinks around Calgary. Open to families and the general public in support for Kids Sport Calgary. Visit FamilySkateYYC.com for a full list of times and locations. Presented by New York Fries. That is the place to be, the hottest spot during Grey Cup Week. Ballers, rec room, right in the heart of the Dudney Strip. Not much has ever happened on Dudney. Right, Rob Vanstone? <laughs> Let's bring him in from the Regina Leader Post, Post Media Columnist. How are you doing, Arby? Not bad. Uh, New Year's Eve, 1986, 1987, I, uh, uh, I think is the only time I ever went to the Dudney Strip when I was in my part of my journalism class. We all went out for New Year's Eve and... Uh, uh, my memory is that everybody was out the dance floor except me because nobody wanted to dance with me. So I sat on a table by myself while everybody else at 11.58 p.m. was enjoying the arrival of 1987. Well, so um, I'll try to get through this session without quivering. Or breaking into a dance. Yeah, Nashville, <laughs> The demons are back. <laughs> Nashville has Broadway. Las Vegas has Las Vegas Boulevard. In the, the Queen City, it's Dudney. So this is going to be where all the action is for the 109th Grey Cup. And... By the way, just from some of the viewers here, uh, Stephen in North Dakota says, will Regina get an NHL team before Saskatoon or uh, CFL, Halifax get a CFL team? None of that's ever going to happen. The NHL's never coming to Saskatchewan, so stop it. Although, changed my mind. Do you think that there will ever be an NHL team in Saskatchewan? No. No, uh, there won't be. There was that glimmer of hope in 1983, and that was as close as it's ever going to get. Um, the St. Louis Blues. Singing the blues. John Ohm, Ohm in Winnipeg says, Rod looking great with the horses on social media. And Navy Don says, your picture with the horse. Classic Rod out of his comfort zone. Yeah, I don't really care for being around horses or livestock. They scare me. I don't really care for manual labor. That's why we sit here and talk You're about You're a farm sport. boy and you don't want to be around a horse? That's why I left, my man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I was sitting out there doing work with my brother and his wife going, this is why I left. <laughs> Love them. They love, that's work. This ain't work. 
Um, There's rodeo in your family, and you don't like being around horses. Nope. Is that okay? No, absolutely. I, yeah. I, so, yes, it was great being on the farm, and I appreciate my brother uh, hosting me and his wife for a couple days, but glad to be back in the city. You've offended every horse who is viewing today. <laughs> I've offended everybody. So, and your dog, too, apparently. Candy has yeah, Candy's not up. here today. I, I wasn't okay. sure if she was welcome in, in Baller's Rec Room. So I wasn't, wasn't sure if I was welcome in Baller's Rec Room, but uh, <laughs> well, did make it in here. You say it's your seeing eye dog. Take her everywhere. I'll just, I'll just use a therapy dog. She's done more for me than anything. I, no I'm, kidding. Hoping, I'm wondering how much I can pass her off and, and get her into places that dogs ordinarily wouldn't be uh, allowed. We're going to get around... Probably to the Winnipeg Jets and so forth. Why wouldn't we? But it is our first show of Grey Cup Week, and Rob Vanstone, great enough to come down and join us here. So, tell me about it. Grey Cup 109, Toronto, Winnipeg. How are we feeling about the week? It, it seems to be pretty blah around here today. I think it'll liven up once the teams arrive on Tuesday and once the festivities get going on Wednesday, I think, uh, and once the Dudney Strip becomes the, the world-famous Dudney Strip that it is uh, reputed to be. I think people will will get into it. Right now, it's like um, it's either Andrew Harris or the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. They're going to win a Grey Cup at Mosaic Stadium. And for Ryder fans, it's like, would you rather get hit by a truck or a bus? And uh, but I think once it gets rolling, I think it'll uh, it'll pick up. I wish. <laughs> and now the Argos are probably going to win, but I think there's why there's you say that it's not the most lustrous matchup in the world, despite the fact that Andrew Harris is playing against his former team. I think if you had two teams that were legitimately perceived to be the two best in the league, I think the matchup itself would create more of a buzz. If you had, if the, if the structure was such that Winnipeg was playing Calgary for the Grey Cup, that Winnipeg was playing BC for the Grey Cup, um, that might get people more excited. You know, they had a decent attendance in Toronto yesterday, but people in Toronto don't really care about the Argonauts. So uh, the nation as a whole really isn't going to get behind this one. I don't, or the community as a whole, I don't think is gonna, really going to get behind this one because it's just, it's just not a marquee matchup. And uh, I think it's an intrigue. What would be? Uh, basically, to pick, to pick two Western, to pick two of the top three teams in the West. If there'd been a crossover. If, there'd been a, if something like that had worked out, or if it was just a, uh, if they just went one through six as far as teams making the playoffs and abolished the divisional format. I think this is one of those years where the divisional format, I think, uh, detracts from the, the, uh, the intrigue leading up to the game. Because I don't think... At least in terms of numbers, I don't think you have the, the two best teams in the, in the league playing. Uh, by the way, I should have I tweeted this because I thought about it last night. The opening line for the 109th Grey Cup, which is Canada's Super Bowl. I'm like, who do you think's favored and by how much? Because I, I nailed it. I was off oh, by well. 0.5 points last night thinking about it, and I forgot to, to mention it on social media. Uh, bombers by four? Yeah! That's what I was saying. Really? It's 4.5. Oh. At betregal.net. Yeah, the exclusive betting partner and sportsbook of the Canadian Football League and the RP Show. Winnipeg favored by 4.5, which you've installed as four points. So do they cover, RV? What You just said you think Toronto will win. No, I, 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 was, because I was being facetious oh. and then I was writing off the Argonauts so readily that they will probably win. <laughs> Although they have tended to win when nobody really expects much of them. The Doug Flutie teams of 96 and 97 accepted. But you look at 2004, Argos were an underdog. They were certainly an underdog against Calgary in 2017 and they ended up winning it. So they've tended to pull these off when nobody's really expected it. But uh, Winnipeg is such a meat grinder Unless there is a serious problem with Zach Caleros' ankle, I'm, I'm not sure that that uh, 4.5 might or four or five might not be the difference in each quarter. 
Um, this is, isn't probably fair. Viewer Todd Pinkney writes in. He says, all of Toronto woke up this morning, and it's the same day. Three quarters of the city still doesn't know they have a CFL team. Let's not go down that road and be negative. It was a nice crowd at BMO Field nearing a sellout on Sunday for the Eastern Final, and their team is in the Grey Cup, so whatever. You, for those that do love the Argos, they're very excited this week. And again... I think, RV. since I've seen you live, as a matter of fact, this is new. We're on the air in I'm Atlanta. I'm glad to still be live, too. Yeah, I'm getting old. We're on the air in Atlanta, WQEE, and I said to our Atlanta listeners all week long, it's going to be CFL Championship, Grey Cup talk, so get used to it, and we'll sprinkle in some of the other talk, like, for instance, the Atlanta Hawks are at the Milwaukee Bucks tonight, the Raptors are at the Pistons. I just feel like Toronto isn't really part of this country, and the people in Toronto don't even care or know that the rest of us think that. Do you have that thought or no? I, I, there, my wife's from Toronto, so we've been out there to visit, and there have been times that people look at me. I'm not going to speak for my wife, but they hear we're from Regina, or I'm living in Regina. It's just like, why? <laughs> why I love it there. Yeah. <laughs> and then I find that people tend to grumble about their way of life in Toronto a lot more than we do in Regina. It just, it's, uh, and I'm, I don't for a second want to paint everybody with the same brush but there just seems to be a I've detected at times a bit of a looking down the nose at, at those of us who have the temerity to live in Regina I've never lived anywhere else except for 101 days in Lloydminster and I would never want to live anywhere else even though it's yeah. winter already so the Canadian Football League Championship will be played here on Sunday in the most beautiful stadium in the land and as far as us personally beginning one week from today we'll be back in the United States talking about fun things down there like the National Hockey League and the Panthers and the National Football League and the Dolphins who are rolling with Tua and the bowl season will be starting in the high school football. But for this week, we're here for CFL talk. And I keep dangling the Winnipeg Jets talk, and we will because it was a huge win for them in Seattle on Sunday, and I watched it. But did you must have seen the news conference with Zach Caleros after the game regarding his status. They're not even going to play around with this. He's like, I'm starting. It's not even a question. Yeah, and if there was any question, the Bombers would do their best to uh, obfuscate anyway. You're talking about a Mike O'Shea coach football team, and he's loath to talk about injuries if somebody has a groin pull in week yes. two of training camp. So any frank discussion about the ankle of the starting quarterback going into the Great Cup were it to be an issue, I think would quickly be uh, sloughed off. But uh, Zach was pretty uh, uh, unequivocal after the game as far as him playing, and we both remember Wes Cates playing in the Great Cup game in 2007 with a foot that uh, a broken really foot. required elevation as opposed to playing in the game, and in the West Final that year, too. So if a running back uh, can do what Wes Cates did, uh, I'd see no reason why Zach Caleros, especially being the gutsy competitor he is, well, would not play. Yeah. Um, I, we know for a fact that Mike O'Shea likes his gamesmanship. You viewers, refresh my memory. What was the thing that O'Shea said? It was at the start of last year, wasn't it, when he said Andrew Harris... Oh, he had a doctor's appointment. That's why he wasn't here today. We're like, come on, it's a pro athlete. You can't get an appointment not around practice. And it wasn't shortly after. He don't think he played again. So what I'm saying is I'm shocked they're not using this as a ruse, this ankle. It's a great cup week, man. It's a championship. Yeah, I, I mean, coaches will look for any edge they can find, but I... At some point, you just know. Look, Zach Kalaros being the player he is, he is going to play in that game. There's just no doubt. There's no, there is no option. Now, is he 80%, 90%, 100%? 
as long as he's not 30%, it probably doesn't matter. Zach Kalaros is, is going to play in that game. He's, you look at what, this, what he has overcome. Uh, you're not going to keep him out of this game with an ankle injury unless it's severed. 75% of our viewers are saying the Winnipeg Blue Bombers will win the 109th Grey Cup, and wouldn't that be something if it was their third consecutive? I'm going to try and limit this to one comment per commenter throughout the show just so they don't take it over, but just you know, one more from Stephen in North Dakota. It slipped off the page here, but he said, Dinwiddie. Something about Ryan Dinwiddie, and I'm like, he is the Rodney Dangerfield of the Canadian Football League, and maybe Pinball Clemens, too. They're the coach and GM tandem of the Toronto Argonauts. Everybody's talking about Winnipeg, Winnipeg, Winnipeg. Argos back-to-back first-place finishes under this guy that's only coached two years, Ryan Dinwiddie. A nice situation to be in, too, because all the pressure is on the Bombers. They're basically the de facto home team, too, because half of Manitoba is going to be here by the by Sundays. So, um, yeah, it's easy to dismiss what the Argos have done. I think a lot of people in Toronto just dismiss them because they're the Argos. But you look at what Ryan Dinwiddie has done as a, as a first-time CFL head coach, and it's a, it's a, it's a nice job. There were, there were, I think a lot, there was a lot more criticism of him last year than this year, but uh, he's got them playing their best football at a very opportune time. And uh, you never know when somebody hasn't been a head coach before, uh, what, uh, how they're going to do once they get to that stage. And uh, I don't think there's any more, there's any, and McLeod Bethel Thompson, I think too, falls into that category. That's the, that's a quarterback who in last year's playoffs uh, did not play well and it faced a lot of criticism and a lot of it was self-inflicted. And, uh, Look at the way he played on Sunday and look at the stage he's going to be on. So uh, I think there's a lot of that uh, with the Argonauts uh, this weekend. Uh, A lot of them can make the case with some validity that they've been disrespected or disregarded. As we're watching just on the highlights on the television right now on TSN, highlights from the games yesterday in Zach Valeros, everybody's talking about it. And, And a word from our sponsors here. Ballers Rec Room. They will be open for lunch Wednesday, Thursday, so come on down. You can watch the show. We are 11 to 1 Central daily. We do have some live viewers that have come in today, so you can message the crew here at Ballers, and maybe they will, on an individual basis, allow you in Monday, Tuesday to watch the show. But on Wednesday, Thursday, you can come down, have lunch, and uh, watch the program. We're going to take a time out, and uh, when we come back, we'll talk about the Winnipeg Jets because they are hot. Uh, big win in Seattle yesterday on the heels of the loss at Calgary on Saturday night. We're brought to you in part two by Ito Japan. Delicious Japanese-inspired meals and snacks made to order with high-quality ingredients. We'll be back to Baller's Rec Room in, the moment. in a moment. The first of our week-long shows from the 109th Grey Cup. You're watching on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, and the your home for Southern Sports and Talk, WQEE 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You might not be injured if you slip and fall, or you might injure your knee, leading to a permanent disability. Take safer steps. Learn more at worksafesask.ca.
The leaves are gone, but the uh, football is not. Mosaic Stadium is the site of the 109th breakup this Sunday. Toronto Argonauts will oppose the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Just ahead of more with Rob Vanstone. Man, is this going fast. Uh, the sports update on this Monday. The Prince George Cougars spotted the Vancouver Giants the first two goals of the game Sunday, then stormed back to defeat their WHL rivals 6-4 at CN Centre in Prince George to split a weekend series. In Saskatoon, Jaden Ween scored twice as the Saskatoon Blades defeated the visiting Regina Pats 5-2, but Connor Bedard scored for the Pats. Uh, how many in a row has he got points in? Is it 19? 19, 19 no. for uh, Connor Bedard? Because blanked in the opener and then... And every game hat trick the next night okay. and away you go. And the Toronto Raptors will be trying to snap a two-game NBA losing streak when they play the Pistons in Detroit. Tonight, the Raps blew a tire in the fourth quarter Saturday, lost 118-104 to the Indiana Pacers. Uh, the Atlanta Hawks, by the way, are at Milwaukee tonight. As far as I'm concerned, that is the marquee game. Love Trey Young. Isn't he something? I love watching Trey Young. Somebody said to me the other day, who's Trey Young? I'm like, how do you not know who Trey Young is of the hashtag true to Atlanta, Atlanta Hawks? The man... Knows his stuff. By the way, a word from our sponsors, Landmark Cinemas. In theaters, November 23rd, the movie Devotion. An aerial war epic based on the best-selling book of the same name tells the harrowing true story of two elite U.S. Navy fighter pilots during the Korean War. Their heroic sacrifices would ultimately make them the Navy's most celebrated wingmen. Again, Devotion in theaters. November 23rd. I miss the old Atlanta Hawks with Dominique Wilkins and Craig John, Elo. John Drew, John Drew, Sweet Lou Hudson, Dan Roundfield. It feels like another time, doesn't it? It really does. Craig Elo was my favorite. But I've been promising this for our Winnipeg viewers, and it's not just bomber talk. Blake Wheeler scored at 19 minutes and 55 seconds of the third period to tie the game, and then Mark Shifley scored 54 seconds into overtime as the Winnipeg Jets knocked off the Seattle Kraken 3-2 Sunday in the NHL. Shifley had two goals for the Jets, who improved to 9-4-1. And, and our boy Jordan Eberle scored for the Kraken, who slipped to 8-5-3. and three. Did you watch? Absolutely. Yeah, and, the uh, whole thing? Yes, and uh, uh, was losing hope. <laughs> you know, especially Jets' uh, second game in as many nights with a, with a flight in between. Uh, it, I didn't hold out a lot of hope uh, late in the third period. But Blake, great game. We, Blake Wheeler with his 300th uh, career goal had other ideas. And then the overtime winner by Mark Shifley, who looks like a different player compared to, compared to last season. If my brother doesn't mind, and I'm not, he's not watching now because he says he doesn't have time during the day, so I don't think he is. We're watching the game together in the farmhouse. And when Shifley scored, he banged his leg and goes, and that's why they can't get rid of him. Because he snipes, they're not the, and even the Kevin Sawyer said it. His gift is offense. Yeah, I mean, even in a bad year last year, look at his no, look at his offensive totals, and you don't think that that's a bad year. Uh, his his bottoming out is what ninety nine percent of the players in the league would aspire to. So there was something there that uh, that uh, just needed some refining. I think they just, they just needed a different different vibe in that dressing room. I think the same applies to Blake Wheeler too. Look at the way he's playing with the cap with the captaincy removed. And it'd be so easy to, to sulk and pout and whatever, but Blake Blake Wheeler is standing up for his teammates like he did when he did have the C on his sweater. And I think it's so admirable what he's doing after kind of being singled out during the offseason. He's just taking it upon himself to play the same way and be the same guy. And uh, I'm not sure that every athlete in that situation would do that so you look at how Wheeler and Shifley coming out of last season both were perceived as part of the problem mm -hmm. and I think there was a lot of expectations 
on the part of many, including myself, that neither of them would be with the Jets once this season opened. Well, if they don't have Wheeler and Shifley last night, they don't win. If they don't have Wheeler and Shifley this year, they're not 9-4-1. Or maybe Rick Bonus. Yeah, Rick Bonus, and that has been a bonus. Uh, thank you, Dallas Stars, for that gift. Uh, from Navy Dawn, he says, I watched the highlights of the Jets when I was catching my flight in Calgary. Go, Jets, go. Well said. It was just a fun game. And Seattle worked hard, and I turned to my brother. I said, you know, the Kraken have more Saskatchewan players than anybody else in the NHL. And he's like, yep. I don't know why the Kraken don't have more fans here, but the one great thing about sports, RV, and you and I have been in it our whole lives and known each other a real long time, it's fun to sit and talk about this stuff, but I don't put a ton of stock in to everything that I hear. Like, I don't think the Jets have completely turned the corner yet. No, let's see how it right? is in February and March. Let's I don't think the Flames have given up on Daryl Sutter <laughs> no. either. You know what I mean? But you hear that. You do hear that. I don't know if you hear that. Yeah, but, but it's, that. it's hockey in November, and uh, there, there is so much runway ahead of, of everybody. So, I mean... You don't have to go back many years to where it looked like the St. Louis Blues were hopeless, and they ended up making a coaching change and winning the Stanley Cup. And at one point, it didn't look like they were even going to make the playoffs. So that is how much is ahead of everybody. But it, it sure is encouraging to see the Jets respond as they have. That doesn't mean it's a panacea and everything's smooth sailing ahead, but 9-4-1 is, is certainly nice after the way basically the last... Everything had gone since midway through the 2017-18 season. So. And, uh, by the way, after the Tanev goal last night, I was thinking if Hellebuck gets hurt, this team's screwed. But big save Dave stayed in the game, and they rallied to win. So uh, it's not just on the goaltending. By the way, I'll finish this segment with RV talking Hockey, and we'll slip back to uh, football. Um, JQ is watching in Airdrie. says, have the Vancouver Canucks given up on the season? Somebody wrote in here early and said the Canucks are tanking to get Connor Bedard. They got speedboated in Boston yesterday. I think it was 5-2. Here it is. Viewer Eric Thomas says the Vancouver Canucks are tanking to get hometowner Connor Bedard. See, it's again, that stuff you hear. Do you actually believe that they're tanking? If it was a situation where, like the NFL draft, where you, if you knew if you finished last overall, you there, would you get that You might believe it, yes. But in a lottery situation, if you were to basically sabotage an entire season for a maybe I can't uh, I just can't see it I there's it's it just strains credulity to think that a team would would do that in a situation where you don't automatically get the number one pick um okay can you tell me what to do about do you handle listener complaints at the newspaper oh absolutely. or reader complaints yes okay routinely so <laughs> I'm starting to get my mind around this where's, my career. where's Moose He's talking in the back. Listen, this lady, Lana, in Prairie City, Illinois, has written in again. You don't need to come on. I'm just telling you this. She says, the same thing happened just now. The heat of the night was on, and then it switched over to your show. I think there needs to be some communication that? between the shows. This is ridiculous. She's in Prairie City, Illinois. Oh, no. She just wrote in. I didn't so, know there was a Prairie City, Illinois. I didn't even know there was... But we treat her with respect. She's a customer. But she's complaining that we are knocking in the heat of the night off the air. Carol O'Connor. not cutting our show off. Well, so we're good with that. It's That's putting it. us on. She's like, this is ridiculous. Hell yes. You know what? Didn't that have Carol O'Connor in it? Carol O'Connor, the heat yeah. of the night, yeah. Call ballers and ask for Kelly. 
and he'll deal with these issues on Game Plus TV. What, what can I say? She's mad that we come on in the middle of the night to preempt in the heat of the night in Prairie City, Illinois. We're very big in Prairie City, Illinois. <laughs> and how does it play in Peoria? So, <laughs> we used to get complaints. if it, it, Wrestling, I think, Stampede Wrestling used to be on every Saturday at 1 or 2 or whatever. I, I basically scheduled my life around it. If for, if for any reason Stampede Wrestling was preempted, You're we'd, upset. we'd get calls at the newspaper saying, why is it wrestling on? Call the newspaper. I don't know. Is it, well, it's in your TV listings. I know, but the TV I, station made the decision. You don't even want to answer the phone yeah. after a while, right? Saturday afternoon used to be the, the best place for... A ring-a-ding-dong-dandy. If I was in the office on Saturday afternoon, I would field Hall of Fame calls from people that I just I would not have fielded at any other time. <laughs> people think Mondays are the bad one. It's Saturday no, it's, afternoons. Agreed. Just, I don't know what it is about agreed. Saturday afternoons. We'll be back more with the esteemed... An award-winning Robert Van Stone in a moment. We're live from Baller's Rec Room in the heart of the Dudney Strip, our first of a week-long Grey Cup special week here on Game Plus TV and WQEE 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. How about that? We are live from Baller's Rec Room. It's our first of five special Great Cup Week shows, and we've got the great Rob Vanstone with us here live from Baller's Rec Room. Uh, the biggest party of Great Cup, as it turns out, is here Friday night. Twisted Tea Great Cup itself is going to be here. CFL stars. Don't you dare miss it. A um, couple messages from our viewers here. Ken in Saskatoon writes in. He says, good to see you back in the rectangle. See you Thursday morning. We'll be part of the live audience at the show if it's allowed. Signed, Ken and Irene. And the boys just gave me a, a thumbs up. Indeed it is. Uh, from Sean, he is watching in Vancouver, B.C. Where's Candy? Rob Vanstone <laughs> looks naked without her. LOL. How about that? The candy is at home with my wife, Chrisula. I wasn't sure that the dogs were admitted at, at Ballers. And even if they were, I'm not sure sports writers are admitted. So uh, the dogs are a much more uh, higher being than the sports sports writers. So I was I was just happy I got in. I'll, uh, well, could I have brought her? Absolutely, service dog. Like we said, <laughs> uh, I was up on the bar taking a photo of the whole place earlier before the show, and it is Grey Cup week. I said uh, to one of the owners here, Kelly. I said, I'm sure worse. Worst things have been done here than somebody standing on the bar taking a picture. He's like, yep, and I've seen it. It's going to get pretty crazy here this week in terms of Grey Cup festivities, and uh, that's fantastic. The viewers are saying literally, where is Candy? Like They want to know where she is. Is she okay? Well, she's, she's more well-spoken than I am, too. She's fine. She's uh, probably snoring on the couch right now. So uh, Okay, perfect. And whimpering and okay. whatever little doggy noises she makes. Casey I love her. Jones on YouTube watching says, I'm coming in late, but I'm watching from the start. As a Bomber fan, I totally, totally agree about the rubbing it in. But try not to tar all Bomber fans for the loudly spoken few. Some of them are just trying to defend. We were saying earlier that I've been all about Bomber fans celebrating. It's been 29, 30 years of getting it out. But at what point do we say, okay, now you're not winning with class? Because there's a little of that. They're rubbing it in the but, face. But, you know, Ryder fans, when they had what you've referred to as a decade of decadence, yes. uh, 20, especially 2007 to 2010, there were three Grey Cup 
appearances in four years, and Ryder fans got, uh, they exhibited some of the traits that we're now seeing in Bomber fans. And when you've been, I think, kicked to the curb for a long time, and the Rough Riders history is is uh, not glorious when it looks at when you look at championships. Um, I think when you have a chance to revel in it, there's probably the uh, unsuppressible inclination to uh, maybe overdo it a bit. That's totally fine. I you do what you want. Uh, it's just it's inciting a lot of fights, and for heaven's sake, we don't want that. I mean. Just having Theron Fleury on the show last week incited more. <laughs> he, he's a friend, by the way. Uh, I think people felt that me having him on the air was somehow endorsing his views, and I wasn't doing that. But you've known Theo or of Theo for 40 years, man. How can you not, how can you not love Theo? You know, you know? Some of the things he did as a player, I still talk about. The between the stick, when people weren't doing stick between the legs goals, he did it against Stacy Nickel of the Regina. Number twenty nine in uh, the nineteen eighty six uh, playoffs in, in a totally meaningless game because they had a ten game round robin and it was the Pats' final game of a ten game round One robin. Year, They'd yeah. already been eliminated from the, the, the round yeah. robin, but Theo Fleury made that game memorable with the stick between the legs goal. What a terrible idea that round robin was. They did it one year, remember? Yeah. No, we're not doing this. Ten year. games. And there were teams that, especially the Pats, I think the Pats, Pats won one game in that round robin. So there were two or three games left, and they were already eliminated from the playoffs in which they are still technically competing. Two minutes with you, RV, before we let you go, and you're going to have lunch with another good friend of ours, the Tom Cochran doppelganger. Trent Fraser. Love Trent Fraser. I, saw, I read everything you do, uh, tweets and your columns, and you say... This has got to be bow country. So what do you think? Um, Bo Levi Mitchell needs to sign in Saskatchewan, RV's saying. I mean, there is not an ironclad case in favor of it because there is a reason why the Calgary Stampeders benched him. But what ultimately happened is the Rough Riders put themselves in a situation where there aren't, there isn't a wealth of alternatives. There isn't a, say, looking back to 2000, let's sign Henry Burris as a free agent. There isn't that situation. There isn't even a, hey, let's sign Kevin Glenn. Last right minute of play in our one. Um, any alternative that you're looking at for a quarterback is going to have some question marks beside it, whether it's Bo Levi Mitchell, whether it's Vernon Adams, whether it's any of the quarterbacks that aren't starting or defined as starters somewhere in the Canadian Football League next year. That's the pool of quarterbacks the Rough Riders have to choose from. Some may say, groom a young quarterback. Ideally, yes, but when you've got a regime that is in the final year of its contracts, in the case of Jeremy O'Day and, and Craig Dickinson, they don't have the luxury of patience. They've got to win next year, and that's been the mandate from Craig Reynolds. So because of that, you've got to bring in a veteran quarterback. And every veteran quarterback in the market has question marks beside him. I think Bo Levi Mitchell has fewer than I'm some with of the you. others. It's got to be Bo. RV, have lunch. Uh, have a great lunch, and say hey to TF for me. I absolutely will. Thanks for having me, Rod. And Good next time, you. we'll bring candy. <laughs> Thanks for the time. Arf, arf. And your dog, too. And uh, <laughs> Kelly Rempel next hour, and Justin Dunk after this. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now.